0: I thought that we were the perfect parents. And our daughter, Katie, she proved it. She slept through the night early. She smiled at complete strangers. She charmed her grandparents. And she read a complete chapter book in Spanish by the time she was five. This parenting stuff was easy, and we were good at it. And then we had Carly. Carly was a bit surprising. Carly did not sleep through the night. She did not smile at strangers. My mother told me that we were spoiling her because she cried so loudly and so often. And hardest for me was that she didn't learn very easily. Now, I'm a pretty good Russian teacher, and if you would all just stick around after the show, I could have you telling and reading a Russian story in under two hours. (laughs) But I could not teach my own daughter. And when we took her back to the eye doctor who had done her surgery, and it wasn't holding, and he said, "Um, I can't help her. This is a neurological problem. She will never be able to ride a bike or drive a car. I went onto the internet, it was new then, and I started researching her symptoms, and they came back with really discouraging labels like NVD, nonverbal disorder, processing disorders. So we made an appointment to go see a doctor who specializes in children with neurological issues. She observed Carly, and she interviewed us. She said, does Carly cry a lot? And I said, yeah she'd had 16 meltdowns that morning and it was only 10 o'clock. And then she said, how do you soothe her? And I thought, that is a good question because Carly didn't like to be touched or cuddled. We have a picture of her pushing me away when I was trying to nurse her and my husband came up with this brilliant solution. He wrapped her in a blanket, put her in the V of a couch, and then he would put pressure up against her. The doctor said, I believe your daughter may have and I said, autism? She nodded and then I cried to my friends for the next two months. They said, Michelle, nothing has changed. This is the same kid that you have loved and that you keep loving and you're going to keep working with. And I said, what has changed is that I know it's hopeless now. The Scottish Rite Masons gave us a grant for speech therapy. And we went to see Sandra McInnes. Now, Sandy was absolutely amazing and terrifying. She told us that if Carly didn't start speaking before she was seven, she would probably never speak. And she told me somewhat later that Carly had a brain like Swiss cheese. It had holes in it. And I was not really impressed by what Sandy was doing. She was doing motion exercises and playing games with Carly. And all I wanted was for her to teach our child to talk. Then one night... At the end of an appointment, Sandy called me into the room with Carly. She was so excited. She says, Michelle, look what Carly can do. She can categorize spools by height. And I was like, yeah, any one-year-old can do that. And she says she couldn't do it before because it was a visual processing issue but I showed her how to feel the spools and now she's going to be able to think chronologically. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a kid who speaks in one-word statements and can never tell me what she has done at school that day. So rolling my eyes inwardly, I smile at Sandy and I put Carly into the car and we start home. It's dark, it's winter, and we're on Minnesota bypass and all of a sudden I can see there is a traffic accident up ahead. Now this is the sort of thing that would make Carly come into a complete tantrum. She never liked to have anything routine interfered with. No change. No. So to distract her I started our ritual of a fairy tale and it would go something like this. I would say one sentence and she would sometimes finish it. Once upon a time there was a little girl. Her grandma made her a Ko. So I started. Carly, once upon a time there was a little girl, and then from the back seat came a voice that I had never heard before. Her grandma was sick. She went in woods. She saw a wolf. And I drove off the road. My child had gone from one word to telling me a story in the course of one hour. Suddenly, she could tell me about what went on at school. Suddenly, I had hope for her. And honestly, Carly has never stopped talking. (laughs) She still had learning disabilities and social awkwardness, but she developed this persistence. Some people might call it stubbornness to ever accept any obstacle in her way. So, while she was still six, she decided she wanted to become a Catholic. (laughs) Which meant that I had to go to church with her for the next ten years. Yeah. When she was a third grader, Our beloved Sandy sent us to see a vision specialist and he was perplexed. He said, she's reading at grade level. Well, that's okay, that's normal for our family. He said, she should not be able to. Her eyes don't track and they don't work together. She is willing herself to be able to read. Carly does, she did learn to ride a bike and she does drive a car. And when she was in high school, she was part of a mentorship program. She worked with a physical therapist and at the end of this year we joined all the other parents who went to hear their children do presentations on what they had learned from their internships. And man, we were so proud of Carly. I went up to the director at the end and I said, it is great that you let children with learning disabilities be part of this program. And she said, Oh, but we don't. This is a gifted mentorship. (laughs) Carly didn't know she wasn't on the gifted list. So, um, Carly's speech pathologist, Sandy told me that she could not be here tonight because she's celebrating her birthday with her family. But Sandy, I am so glad that you came anyway (laughs) because, really, there are no words for me to express the gratitude I feel for your having pulled our child out of a place where she had no future, giving her the tools and the confidence to persist stubbornly. You also taught me that I didn't have to be a perfect parent and that I could rely on my community. It's a lesson that Carly has learned well. It's her birthday today, too. And she is celebrating it in New Hampshire, where she is teaching environmental education to third and fourth graders through AmeriCorps. She keeps surprising us. Happy birthday, Sandy.